Welcome to episode 118 of the WorkFits Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your distracted host, Rob, and I'm being joined by my faithful co-host, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? Um, I got tickets to the gun show, apparently. Yeah. That's what I was told. For you, for oh, those no. of you only listening to the audio <laughs> podcast, Rob has just been injecting himself with steroid needles all, all during the pre-show. Uh, oh, HGH. Yeah. You know what's great is that it's all about uh, proportions, right? And and relative distance and size. So my giant head and my tiny shirt makes my arms look huge. Uh, also joining us is the My Hero Metal Man himself, Kevin. What's up, Kevin? Or Shock, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, what's up, guys? Been a minute. Been a little, well, not that long. Been two weeks, right? Yeah, two, yeah, weeks. two weeks. I mean, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. You know how it goes with this podcast, this weekly podcast that we do every two weeks. <laughs> yeah, we're actually, we're actually ahead of the game. Let's look at yeah. it that way. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know and, and, and just putting it out there, we're not going to be here next week. <laughs> well, oh, hold on. We might, we might do something. I don't know if we're going to do a full blown okay. podcast, but we might do something. Um, yeah. no, it's funny. I was thinking about it, and sometimes I feel bad. I'm like, man, like, obviously we've got lives going on right we've got you know families we've got work so we just can't be as consistent as we'd like to be i still feel bad but then i think about it and actually one of my favorite podcasts when i was in like uh graduating college and then starting law school and stuff like that was called the video game jocks podcast it was two brothers and like one of the older brothers college friends and they started off and they were like every week every other week and then it just became whenever they posted an episode they posted an episode and that's what it was and you know i never thought ill of them right and so starting to feel a little bit less bad about it and a little less guilty but hopefully hopefully we can at least do something next week uh because you're gonna be out of town right yeah i'm out of town visiting family taking the week off um it's just gonna be nice to get away from just the daily work yeah child care routine uh so it, it'll be fun and my son's at an old enough age where i think he can like really start making memories of everything on on these trips like he remembers a lot of people now and has memories and <laughs> callbacks so it, it's really nice to see um and just like i'm like anticipating this trip because i know it's gonna be a lot of fun um how old is your son uh he just turned a year and a half nice yes and yeah. you've already flown with him right multiple times last okay. time i had bruised ribs so I'm, uh, <laughs> i think about like wearing multiple sweatshirts and just hoping he doesn't try to wiggle his way around all right well pillows you put inside yeah <laughs> since you've got a flight coming up tomorrow and you still need to pack why don't we just go ahead and get into what we've been playing uh, Kevin, why don't you lead us off? What have you been playing lately? I have been stuck on Premiere Pro, the uh, <laughs> the game choice of editors everywhere. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, it's what I've not been playing that I want to talk about the most. It's the fact that I haven't picked up Hogwarts Legacy in the last two weeks. Really? I saw you on Discord with I, Hogwarts Legacy. I opened it, and it made me realize how much... Like, you know, as solo player games do, you you finish it and then you're just like, I want more. Why? Why isn't there more? And there's just not. I've done Mm. it all. And I have this powered up character that's ready to go and there's nothing to do. 
So, oh, so, so it's not that you haven't played it. It's that you've already played it to its fullest. Yes. Yeah. And so he, yeah. just, he needs more. That, 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 I mean, did they ever announce DLC for Hogwarts Legacy? They announced that nothing is planned. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, like... you're just kind of a victim. Uh, you're a hostage of the, uh, the mod market. You know, whatever they make is whatever you can do. Sounds I wonder like if outrider I wonder, situation. Yeah, I, I wonder if those plans will change considering how much of a success that game has been. And so I just think that yeah, considering all, uh, considering the multitude of delays and the fact that there was some um, controversy surrounding the game itself and its actual release, I think that they were probably just hedging their bets and and not having. I mean, listen, did they actually have nothing planned, or did they just not hit the resources into something, but they have ideas for what to do? Right? There's yeah. a big difference there. And so I wouldn't be surprised if we see something. Now, is it going to be too little, too late? Uh, who, who knows, right? Uh, I, I mean, the game's so good. They could come out with something in a year and a half, and they would still hit, I think. Yeah. This, this, game, this game has been in development for so long. I remember, oh, God, this was like years even before COVID. Something leaked out from like some mall. <laughs> like so it was like a uh, someone went to the mall and they're like, "Hey, do you like video games? Do you want to do like a play test or something? Get your opinions." And like they showed like an early build of like Hogwarts Legacy, and that's like where I first remember hearing about it. And so, I mean, if the foundation of this game is strong, I, I can't see why they can't do what like Assassin's Creed did with like Brotherhood or whatnot. Um, you know, with two and onwards, just like, just expand off of what's already there. You don't need to redo the entire engine. Just keep it nice and simple. Yeah, something like uh, your favorite game, Destiny, like something like that, where they do these episodic, like, hey, here's some story, but here's some extra like stuff, and we can move things along, we can open up the world a little bit, stuff like that. Like that would be right in line with what I think the game really needs. But you know, one day. Well, speaking of Destiny Two, Blah, why don't we talk about what you've been playing? Well, you know, I I really wish there was a story uh, that they evolved <laughs> or. Uh, a villain that they developed uh, in Destiny 2 Lightfall, the penultimate chapter of the light and dark saga from Bungie. Oh my god, what a piece of shit this campaign is. Wow. Oh my god. Um, I, I will pretty much reiterate what I sent to you guys on Discord. Imagine Marvel built up, you know, it's, it's time to go watch avengers infinity war you kind of know a little bit about thanos if you haven't read the comics like you know he popped up you know he's the big bad now imagine if marvel is like we're not going to explain what these stones do they just they're just there and thanos just wants them um we're also just going to bring in this glove uh we you don't know what thanos wants to do or why he wants to do it uh but he does it but what does it mean we don't know. And you waited a year. Oh, in Marvel's case, you waited 10 years for this moment. And we're not going to tell you shit. But what we will tell you is if you bought, if you you wait for the next season, you'll start to dive deep and learn what the witness wants to do. Oh, my God. Um, it is it is a narrative disappointment. At, uh, like, Lightfall. Lightfall was po- coming off of Witch Queen, which was probably one of the best campaigns and seasonal content Bungie has done. It was a year that they completely nailed. Some people had issues with seasonal plunder. I thought it was fine. Um, but it was a year that they nailed. They ended the season with the Traveler leaving Earth uh, it, as darkness approached, like, within orbit, and uh, taking the f- fight away, like, keeping humanity safe in that regard. 
season a uh, lightfall starts off uh with the darkness pyramid ships attacking the witness coming front and center the traveler fires off this beam <laughs> and then uh the witness like kind of walks through it and like the witness is like thanos level threat like you're, you're kind of just sitting there going like why didn't he just walk his way over and just do this from the very get-go um you know he's just like he's tossing fools around like you understand like this dude is not to be messed with uh and he walks up he touches the traveler and like he gets a vision of like something on neptune which is called the veil and he sends callus off uh with his army to go retrieve it and so you, your guardian jumps on board and like you, you go after callus to get to this veil first what is the veil i don't know we completed the game they didn't explain it at all <laughs> um and, you, and like there's a new strand ability which is like the entire purpose of the campaign is a tutorial mm -hmm. for a new subclass it, it where are oh yeah uh, i heard about that yeah there's a new cyberpunk-esque city on neptune that's cool but hey guess what we digitized the entire uh population there and so you the entire city is empty so it's not even like the city feels lived in like i got flashbacks to like mars from destiny one and two where it kind of just like going through the sandy cities and whatnot i was like I was like some of this layout feels very uh familiar i mean the campaign's fun the gameplay is fun um like that bungie always does that right but at this point i want answers especially when you introduce a threat like this and well, i i will <laughs> i will say though right that tv does this a lot Mm -hmm. of times as well right the penultimate episode of a season is always kind of this like setup so you talking about it being a tutorial for the new gameplay mechanic like yeah is that a bummer yeah, absolutely right but is it surprising no what i think is surprising is the fact that i've talked about destiny struggles with story from the beginning and that they are convoluted unintelligible like they're nonsense and not in a good way they are nonsense and you've defended them to some degree while admitting that they're still yes. kind of nonsense but you've defended them yeah and for you to come out and say this is the most damning critique this game could have gotten is for you to come out and be like this story is garbage so there is a youtuber called my name is biff i think it's like byf and his entire thing is he's a destiny 2 lore like he's like the lore master he mm -hmm. makes fantastic lore videos he's like i don't know what the uh, what the veil is there's an entire subplot around this thing called the radio mast which never explained what it does what it's used for um he's like i don't know i don't understand anything that bungie has done with this narrative uh, and he's like and this is coming from me so if you have the the go-to person for lore saying that you know you fucked up and it's just like this wasn't even and the backlash has been like from the get-go like I, like i've you know me i've had struggle uh this year finding time to sit down and play a game i sat down and played this campaign in a single day uh and i i enjoyed it like i enjoyed playing it but like that narrative letdown is so big uh it, it just sucks uh like uh, i did one of the one of the missions on legendary the legendary difficulty is fine but it, at the end of the day it, this is like bungie was supposed to deliver on this one and if I had to play year of seasonal content, sure, fine, I'll do it to understand where this lore goes. But it, if this is the taste of what's to come, then this is really disappointing. Like th at this point, you should be serving the fans that 
uh, stuck through. It's like one of the reasons why Avengers Infinity War worked was they didn't stop and like or start explaining or keep it super generic for like new people that would, might watch it. No, it was made for fans that stuck around for 10 years. So Infinity War and Endgame are there for the fans that stuck around. Yeah, their payoffs. Experienced that lore. Yeah, their payoffs. And that's yeah. what this should have been. Um, it, it's just it's super disappointing across the board. Uh, there's a lot of new um, quality of life stuff that they've done, which is great. Like you could have loadouts now. They've redone like the Triumph system uh, with like a Guardian rank, uh, which... I don't know how I feel about that just yet. The raid drops this weekend, but apparently you, there's some bugs <laughs> that do, some folks are like worried about. Do you think that there's enough new content to justify the fact that this is a $50 expansion? It's a $50 expansion? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I probably not in this case. Yeah, no. I mean, the campaign took like six to seven hours of blast through. I mean, if, you, if you're going to stick, if you're, here's the thing, if you're going to stick around and play this game, uh, with friends and do the weekly seasonal content, sure. I, th I think there's a more than enough there to justify that. But if you're there just to play this campaign, no, wait for it to drop in price. <laughs> anyway, all right, Bilal, <laughs> what else have you been playing? Um, I picked up Octopath Traveler 2 on uh, PC on Steam. <laughs> this man has no time to play games and is I, like, mm, yo, I'm going to pick up, I, I pick up Octopath time. Traveler 2. Yeah, so, so I... I started off with the O character, Oswald, in Octopath. Uh, for those not familiar, Octopath Traveler is, follows eight characters uh, uh, on their own personal stories. One of my main critiques of the first Octopath game was that the characters, even though they came together at a certain point, their stories never really interwove. They did, never really spoke together. Uh, and so with two... It starts kind of the same, where it's like every character has their own personal story. You play through their first chapters, and then once you're past that, they, you know, they come together. They'll start interacting with each other, and you actually have a good party feel there. Uh, I played through the first two chapters of one of the characters named Oswald, uh, who starts off in prison. Uh, he's accused of murdering his wife and son. He's a scholar character. Did he do it? No, he didn't. It was his like assistant. Uh, Harvey. Uh, it's kind. It's kind of. It's kind of like Creed Three, where it's just like, uh, this dude just kind of set you up for failure. Well, no, not really like Creed Three, but I it's mean, like your I buddy. mean, imagine like yeah. playing as a character who did do it. Yeah, <laughs> you I mean, start I, the game in jail. Like, okay, story's over. Yeah. <laughs> that would be hilarious. The no, but it's like the combat system is back. I it was one of my favorite RPG mechanics with the boost, where like you can do up to four actions. Like if each turn you like get another beat battle point. And, like, if you store them up, you can, like, unleash, like, four attacks in a row uh, for maximum amount of damage. Uh, it, it, it plays great. It looks great. Uh, the voice acting and the dialogue are fantastic. Um, I wasn't originally going to pick this up, but it was Dr uh, Jason Schreier uh, from Bloomberg who mentioned that, like, this is, might be one of his favorite RPGs, like, ever. And so I was like, shit. If he's the one saying that, then uh, I've like I've really gotta pick this up and play it, and I'm glad I did. Uh, this is the perfect slice of like it, it is like I could play this in small bursts, like in bed, mm -hmm. like play some 30 minutes, 40 minutes, and jump in, jump out. Um, it is a little bit dialogue heavy um, in th that first chapter for Oswald, um, but chapter two uh, introduced more combat. But I really do like that they take their time explain like going through the backstory. Um, narrative care <laughs> like uh, there's nice payoffs there's good flashbacks um 
with my like 90 minutes to two hours of this game um yeah it it, it it it's something i can't wait to play more of like this next week when i'm on vacation nice all right let's talk about the last game you have on the list that you've been playing which is a I game I've, start. Yeah. I've also been playing and that is uh wulong fallen dynasty so this is by team ninja right the same people who do the neo and neo 2 so this is another souls like although this one is more of like a sekiro like it, if, if we're hearing it if it's like if you want aesthetic of sekiro mm-hmm. but the feel of neo without all the bullshit yeah that, well, so that, that's that's I've, where it lands i've never played neo uh i can say that this is definitely much faster paced than normal souls like it is i mean even faster than say like a bloodborne right there's mm-hmm. a, a lot more you can on certain level enemies, it feels like a it feels like Ninja Gaiden, right? Where you you can go in there, you can kind of hack and slash, and and hack and slash with some deliberateness, where you're actually entering in combos, essentially. I how how far have you gotten so far in it? So I'm I make sure to avoid or one of us avoids spoilers. Three or part four? Okay, so you're past me. Okay, so uh, part one is the tutorial area, and it ends with a boss fight the boss fight is you know typical to these games the two-phase fight right i go in there and my first attempt i get through the first phase and i have like one pot left i get through part of the second phase and a new mechanic opens up and so the character, you have a companion character with you at that point who is like basically yelling at you to, to hit these two buttons as once to unleash it, right? And the prompt comes up. Now, I go to hit it. It doesn't register. I get hit. I die. Okay. I then proceed to play this boss fight for like 40 minutes mm-hmm. trying to get through that second phase. And it's because, and I've seen anecdotally people online talking about how this, act, this boss fight is actually like the hardest boss fight in the game because of its heavy reliance on the parry mechanic. It's trying to teach you. Like, this game is a parry game. Okay? Yeah. Um, one it's of my funny. buddies... It, 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 it's, fu- it's funny you say yeah. that, because, like, after that fight, I've gotten yeah. through nearly every other level without having to rely on the parry that much. Right. 100%. And so it wasn't until my one friend was, like... Because I was complaining to him. He was in the party chat. I'm playing on Xbox, by the way. He was in the party chat, and he's like... I was complaining about how I have the timing down on his big attacks, but it's these rapid like in-between attacks that for whatever reason, I can't, I feel like I'm either parrying all of it or I'm missing all of it, all right? There's something about the timing windows that's throwing me off in, in the animations in these attacks. And he goes, and here's a tip for anybody out there. He just says, yeah, uh, just in that second phase, run away till he's ready to do that big counterattack and then counter it and just run away the rest of the time. And you'll be fine. And then I did it without even getting touched. Just to find out that that new mechanic that they introduce, that's the very end of that fight. Yeah. (laughs) And so I almost did it on the first try. And if I had just been a little bit more patient and the the dude wasn't yelling at me, uh, or he was not actually yelling. He's just like excited when he tells you to, to do it. Uh, if I hadn't rushed that, I would have just been done with that. Did so. did you have to hit the prompt to do it? Was there a prompt for you to do it, or did it automatically just happen? Uh, no, I have to. You have to hit the buttons. Okay, I got the boss down 
too low and I triggered uh, I ended up triggering the cutscene automatically. Oh, without having to do the ability? Yeah. Oh, oh, did you ignore doing the ability? Is that I, why? Cuz there's I, like I, no I, way. I so, so or did you do the thing where you you ran around getting your I got morale, the morale up? up. Yeah. Uh, see, I wish I was in so stubborn. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, that yeah, I uh, yeah. like everything Rob is saying right now, I completely agree with like for our first level, this game does a poor do job with its tutorials. Like you can equ you get multiple weapons, it doesn't teach you how to change your weapons. I had to like dig through the menus to figure out how to do so. Um, it also doesn't like I never got a prompt on how to even like summon the divine beast in that fight, like mm -hmm. or that it was even coming. Like yeah, like this guy is talking to me in this fight, but I was like ninety nine percent of the story in this game. I don't care. <laughs> it's, a, it, it, it's it's very weird because like we're in Destiny. Like I really was care talking about narrative and Octopath. I'm like loving it there. Over here, I'm just like okay, just some ancient evil wizard <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, um, heavy Chinese mythology with dragons. Yep, like exactly. Oh my god, I'm here for it. You just don't need you don't need to well, hit me over the head with this stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's like I got that first phase of that fight down to a science. Like yeah. I could mm -hmm. get through it without getting hit. It was that second phase where yeah, it was the rapid attacks or something about like the timing just feeling off. And then I went and then I was like, you know what? When when I was playing like Bloodborne uh, or Elden Ring, if I got really stuck, I would just be like, let me just Google and see like or watch a YouTube video of someone that's done it. Maybe I could see what I'm doing wrong here. A Kotaku article popped up, and it's just like Koei Tecmo, uh, Koei Tecmo, you know, put out a tweet basically saying like, "Hey, this is like how you're supposed to do that first boss fight because too many people are hitting that roadblock." And in the comments is where someone said like, "Hey, just get your morale up to like 20 or 25." And the way the morale system works is, uh, as you defeat enemies, you have this little circle bar. Like it's kind of like your level for the level. Yeah, uh, you're like right. leveling it up. And if you take like a critical attack, you, it drops level. But the more enemies you kill, the higher it gets. And like I think the boss in that area was at fifteen. Ten. I think it, I think it's at ten. At ten. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's at ten. Uh, and then like you can max out at either like twenty or twenty-five depending mm -hmm. on the level. And so I was like, someone in the comment section mentioned just like level that up. I did that, and then countering one of those, um, like like when you get to do the fatal blow. Yeah. It did like it took out like. 40% of his health. Oh, <laughs> I was okay. like, wow, I was like, yeah. I was like, okay, this is what I should have been doing the entire time. And so that's kind of been my like go-to strategy, just like get my morale, how I play smart. And that, and like, like you said, maybe this is like where countering does matter because like if you could hack and slash your way through, but if you keep on getting hit with criticals, your morale is right. never going to increase. Yep. Uh, I will say the game feels really good to play. I think the game looks great. I have been messing around with some of the different weapons and definitely it's one of those things where like you'll find a weapon that fits your play style and then there's an upgrade tree where you are like hitting points into different elements. So you're either just like in uh, a soul's like where you're either going for a health, a high health build or you're going for a, a high attack build or a, a mage build. Uh, in this case, I'm going glass cannon where I'm basically going uh, melee and magic as, as my route. Now, after you beat that first boss, you then open up multiplayer where you can play with two other friends and it's awesome. It is, is it? it is so much fun. It is so good. Okay, like, walk me through this. Like, how does okay. this work? Is it their bullshit so, like Elden Ring or is it just like, hey, uh, come in? 
so yes and no so there's no there's no restriction on like other people in your party being at, in that area okay there's also no pinning down a sigil on the floor them going and finding it you can just straight up when you get to when you start a game you get to a battle flag you can start an online lobby and then you pick a battlefield which is the levels they, they call them battlefields but the the levels of the game and then you start from the beginning of that level with your party okay they drop down to the host level okay uh, regardless of what level they are but any progress story-wise so any battlefield you complete within the multiplayer is completed in your single player campaign as well what mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is how you do it <laughs> yes uh it is yes it is so so good and just like running around and, and this game also lets you call on ai companions if you want to play it solo i've right? been doing that yeah and so uh yeah this game i mean running around and like seeing a group of like three enemies and all of us going up to a roof and then jumping off and like trying to assassinate them and stuff like that or like pulling aggro on a boss fight and then coming in and slashing behind and seeing when somebody gets a counter like all of us running over to do damage and stuff like that it has been so much fun and it has been so enjoyable i do think that the world seems to at least you know my one of my friends who had played solo did say that it seems like the bosses and some of the enemies have more health to compensate for there being more players but it also seems like this is like if you want a normal difficulty for a game like this this is that you know okay where we are are the very next boss we fought was like a mid-level boss of the game and it took us it took three of us a three tries or so something like that three or I'm four try tries i'm trying to remember which boss was that it's it's the monkey one okay okay and then uh the next boss we fought which was like a uh, i mean spoilers I, I shouldn't even spoil it but it's another type of animal yeah uh we did it one try and it was easy you know yeah. And so, no, I am having so, so much fun playing multiplayer. Like, I was getting frustrated a little bit with that first boss fight. Uh, I, was about to, I was about to come in here uh, yeah. today and, like, t talk trash about how difficult this first game was Ooh. and I didn't have time for this game. Yeah. And then my, my old boss texted me. He just had a kid. He's like, my wife sent me home from the hospital, so, so I had to watch my son. I spent three hours playing Wulong and I finally beat that first boss. I was like, if he can beat it, I can beat it. <laughs> uh, and so then I sat down the next day and yeah. honestly, I've only been playing this game for three days and I have yeah. 11 and a half hours on it. So that, yeah. that's saying something. Yep. Um, no, it's really I, good. I think it's, I think it's so good, man. And really like the multiplayer is, is so much fun. And the fact that I think that the character customization is pretty awesome as well. And so, like, just seeing, you know, our different character builds and us all taking a different strat and how we're going to build our characters and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And so far, we're all using different weapons as well. So it's it's funny because it kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, Monster Hunter, right? Yeah. When you're playing that multiplayer. Um, Especially against, like, the boar boss. Yes, I exactly. Like, right. I, was like, yeah. I, was like, I was like, I'm just going to stand behind this thing and wail on him while yep. he's... Uh, yep. I will say this, the AI companions that you get, actually really useful. Like, yeah. they've done a very good job in terms of, like, programming them where they can, they're actually useful in fights, but they won't overtake a, a fight. But sometimes, like, you'll 
you'll be concentrated on like a small ad and they'll take on like the bigger like maybe a captain of a group yeah and d they'll hold their own and i'm just like wow okay this is actually nice uh, nice to have because i do think they're overwhelmed i do think they're a little bit less reliable against bosses though they do yeah. go down uh more often than i would like the other thing yeah. to know and something that we didn't mention up at the top which just shows how good this game is on on its own right is that this game's on game pass yeah, and so you can go out there and give it a try if you have a Game Pass subscription, and there's, you know, nothing riskier. You can just go give it a try, see if it's for you. I do believe that, like you said, that first boss fight does a disservice to the game. Yeah, I would not Honestly, be surprised if they patch in and make that first boss fight not as difficult, or just do better with some of the tutorialization of it. Yeah. Um. But. I think once you get past that, and then especially if you can play with friends, like if if this is kind of one of those things where it's a Souls like for people who probably normally don't play Souls like, um, just because of the kind of fast paced nature of it and the less deliberate nature of it. Uh, yeah. I think uh, yeah, I think it's so so good so far. Now, granted, I am only I mean, you're eleven and a half. I think I'm like four and a half, maybe five hours in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like a good three of those hours were at first level. <laughs> I, I will say the yeah. one bummer about it, though, is that I've had issues. I don't know if it's online lobbies or if uh, I guess it's got to be single. When I play single player, it doesn't happen. Online lobby is if you go into an online lobby, if you don't finish that battlefield, it will start you back, whether it's single player or back into the online lobby at the beginning of that battlefield. And so you want to when you're playing online, you want to finish. I think that's an that, online that, issue that area. Yeah. You want because to finish I, that area. Because I will go up to, a, like, and, like, throughout the battlefields you're in, you yeah. come across, like, battle flags, which, which are, like, are kind of your checkpoints. Or yeah, like they're bonfires. bonfires. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, like, I would always just reload right at the last uh, Yeah, so flag. I realized that when I did that, when I tested it out in single player, that that is what happened. So, yes, it's yeah. just, it appears to be just an online issue, which is a little bit of a bummer. Um, I will say, though, that there are also, like, sub-battlefields. So there are sub-quests and sub-levels in this game. And uh, I think if you get to certain parts, you just automatically unlock them, right? I don't know what it is that triggers them. But because uh, when I went back after one of us had a disconnect to kind of remake the lobby, I saw that this sub battlefield was now available. And so, so, so I think it's after, after you finish the first level, you do two more main quests. Yeah. And then you start unlocking like sub battlefields, which are just like smaller versions of previous levels. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's like, um there's like multiple battle flags and uh what's the other one like marker locations it's kind of like the one that gets your health filled back up mm -hmm. um it also do so those you have to just find find like the boss of the level and uh, kill it um other ones are just like a boss battle uh it's just like a battle arena just go in and fight the boss with the ai companion uh they're like they're nice short and sweet um yeah, I, I'm really in, uh, enjoying it. I have been playing on PC and the Series S, and like cross save works flawlessly. On I will say this: people have reported, uh, at least uh, from what I've seen on the Steam version of the game, like the port was not done well. But like for whatever reason, the Windows Store version seems to run better. They did put out a patch today that addresses a lot of those issues. I'm not mm -hmm. sure of, I haven't seen any updated reports from um, people that own the game, but I'm hoping it addresses it. But like personally, I've had no issues on PC. On Series S, it runs and plays great. On, yeah, like, uh, I'm playing on prioritized frame rate. And yeah, so and I think I. The, the only thing I will say, like if, if this bugs you at all is like, 
when you enter a new area, maybe sometimes like you get texture popping, but like that doesn't bother me because it's not. It's like it quickly pops in as you go into this next area, and that's it. It's like it's like half a second sort of so, thing. And yeah, I wonder if that's a Series S thing. So in Series X, yeah. I haven't had that happen at all. I, I am I, also prioritizing frame yeah. rate. I will yeah, say though that it's probably a Series S thing. I will say though that as far as online is concerned, sometimes the loads into new battlefields is is very long. Okay. Um, so I think that's just a connection thing because me and one other person were stuck at this black screen for a while, and we asked if like. I asked if everybody had hit yes on on the prompt, and one of our friends said that prompt never came up. And then finally, uh, it did come up, and so I just think it was a decent issue. Uh, okay. All right, I think that wraps up what we've been playing. Uh, uh, Shock, you any interest in like Souls like games or or because you just been <laughs> leaning back, letting yeah, us play it out just... over this. I think yeah, you, you hit like eight. Smokes. Oh, there you go. I was like, hey, this is uh, a pretty cool game. I gotta try this. Yeah, I mean, it's a game pass. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, oh, yeah. And I think I started to say it, but yeah, you can straight up, you just invite friends into the lobby. And so oh. it's not like no sigil, just straight up give them an invite. Uh, and I believe there's pros, cross play as well. So we should 100% if you guys get into it, we should try to, to run that one night. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go ahead and get into the news. Okay. I, I, a lot of this news feels like it's solely for me, but let's, let's kick it off with this first one. Dead by Daylight's getting a movie, and the adaptation comes from Bloomhouse and director James Wan. What? I mean, if you were like, hey, I know you love Dead by Daylight. We're going to get a production company, and we're going to get you know a, a, a producer slash director. Who do you want? These are the two names I'm telling you for a horror. Like, this is awesome. Uh, so... Yeah, let's see. Oh, uh, Bloom told, We know there are so many fans of Dead by Daylight out there. I think it's imperative we find someone who appreciates and loves the world as much as we do to help us bring the game to the big screen. Uh, Bloom told Variety, We know our partners at Behavior Atomic Monster will help us bring the best version of this game to life. So the movie doesn't have a release date yet. Uh, it doesn't seem like it has a director or screenwriter yet. But uh, it's they've already got the license and they're going to be doing this. I mean, this game is like... I mean perfect for a horror movie not only is it perfect for a horror movie but it's absolutely perfect for like a horror franchise where you can continue to uh iterate on this using essentially the same premise in the same way that you have a like a saw universe right where yeah we're kind of seeing the same thing every every movie just in a different setting you can do this the exact same way uh, i am super excited for this that being said definitely need more details um, what I about you guys? Need this movie because I've heard like fifty people tell me like they love Dead by Daylight, and I tried to play it like three times. I have no idea what the game is. <laughs> Here, here's 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 Dead by Daylight's biggest problem. I think that to truly get into it, you need people and friends who are already into it, mm. because it's significantly more fun playing as a full group of survivors, right? Or at least close to full group. If there's three of you, you know. Um, and having somebody who is like well versed in the game kind of talk you through the strategies and how to juke the killers and and explain everything to you. The one good thing about that about Daylight is it also has like a custom match mode, so you can go in there and make a custom match and play against your friends and actually play as the killer, which I highly recommend because the killer's perspective is different. So being able to play as him and seeing what they see 
helps you play as a survivor because you kind of know where their blind spots are and and how they move around the arena um i love dead by daylight uh there's just too many games and not enough time and unfortunately it falls victim to the fact that i have two other games i play on the regular and so i pick since my correct next bit of news i didn't talk about it this week but that those i've also been playing those pretty consistently um with a new smite god and, and map out and then apex new season and introducing team deathmatch and stuff like that it's been a lot of fun uh there's gonna be a new dragon ball z brukai tenkaichi game uh i have talked about this many times on this podcast i do not like 3d 3d anime fighters but this was the one from oh listen back in the ps2 era one anime fighting games were big and two dragon ball was the shit mm-hmm. that was perfect yeah. age mm-hmm. and budokai games were everything i always thought these games felt like trash to play i'm sorry listen uh, yes. you're not wrong you're not wrong <laughs> but visually they were awesome <laughs> sure sure but not I today though like people are talking about this like it's gonna be you know breath of the wild like this is gonna be like so sick and i'm looking at it i'm like do you like see the graphics that i see it's i i think these games are about capturing a time a moment for a lot of folks i and i honestly think that's why dragon ball is for a lot of people it's i reliving I just, that youth <laughs> I, I understand the nostalgia factor of it. Yeah. I just don't understand when we live in a world that has Dragon Ball Fighter Z, why anybody would want to play something like this. I mean, it's like, why are we getting a, another Shippuden collection from uh, yeah, well, uh, Naruto? Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's like, yes, Fighter Z is is a fantastic fighting game, but it's just like it's complicated for a lot of folks, and sometimes you just need a button mashy 3D arena to have people relive their favorite anime you right trigger you fly in you get smacked and then you try to punch your way out of it that's that's all fighter z is but like i think what's happening is games are kind of doing the same thing that movies did and sh- tv shows did it was very successful sure was they just remade a bunch of stuff yeah and it's definitely playing on nostalgia so, so you're saying this is the 90210 reboot that cw did oh, Jesus <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> for dragon ball hey kind of you know, Cobra Kai rebooted Karate Kid. That was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. A bunch of good. other stuff was successful. They're like, yeah. games are like, oh, well, why not us? So Fighter Z is Cobra Kai, and this is going to be. Whoa, 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 whoa. Chill. <laughs> Chill. Hey, Fighter Z is great. You're Fighter wild. Fighter Z is great. It's yeah, not even a wild. remake, it's an original. I, I guess. About? I guess. I guess that's true. <laughs> great. Uh, all right, next bit of news. City Skylines 2 is launching later this year. The sequel to Paradise Interactive's highly successful 2015 City Builder is in development and coming soon. Uh, EA has really dropped the SimCity ball. Like, I know that last one they did wasn't received well because it was always online and they burned the servers down. <laughs> um, and then everything about that game was also broken out the gate. Um but like it's been so long since and there's always a demand for one of these so just to see city skylines come in and take the cake it just seems weird to me i'm excited yeah this is one of those games where like again (laughs) in theory i would love to sit down and play this game you know 
and just maybe have it on the second screen while I'm doing something else. But in practice, I just don't have the time. I used to love these games. Like the first PC games I played were like SimCity, you know? And so there, there's something about building your city and then like mm-hmm. seeing the traffic jam starting to form and like <laughs> doing the craziest road layouts to fix it. And you're yeah. just like, no one can get to work on time. <laughs> and they're just uh, like bulldozing the roads, keep people trapped in this small strip. Ah. Oh. I, I can't I wait will, for this. <laughs> I will not play this, but I will. I love watching these videos on uh, on YouTube, like master yeah. builders do crazy stuff. Like it's so soothing. So Is City it? Skylines Two will launch in twenty twenty three for PlayStation Five, Windows PC, and Xbox Series X. Is this coming to Game Pass? Uh, I don't see that announced anywhere. But okay. All right. Next bit of news. Speaking of Game Pass and Microsoft, Sea of Thieves is coming to tabletops this summer uh this is from steamforge the folks who are also adapting elden ring and monster hunter i'm telling you if there's a video game ip steamforge is going to make it into a board game i was gonna say like generally i feel like steamforge like makes good quality games but i always feel like the issue with the rules tends to be not quality i so okay so i will say that they release for the most part adequate board games um my experience with them has been some quality assurance issues so i backed the kickstarter for the resident evil 3 board game was it resident Mm -hmm. evil 3 one of the board games right and they had already successfully launched a previous resident evil board game and the instructions are like all right lay out the tiles like this and I go to lay out the tiles, and some of them are mirrored. Oh, no. Right? And so it was just like a nightmare. And then somewhere in the rules, it says, hey, like tile layout isn't super important as long as you have these tiles out. But it breaks some of the immersion because the only way to get these tiles laid out resulted in like, well, there's a wall here. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and so, I, you know, I'm a little bit nervous because they're also doing the Elden Ring, which, of course, I back, you know? Yeah. And so, um, hearing that they're adapting Sea of Thieves is cool because I think that Sea of Thieves is, is, is the type of game that you could turn into a tabletop game, right? And so, the game itself is being billed as a competitive seafaring adventure for two to four players. Players will upgrade their ships, hire a crew, and sell off cargo at the main outpost, and hunt for treasure as they vie for the title of Pirate Lord. Other familiar features from the video game will be presented on tabletop, including the abandoned forts with their skeleton garrisons and epic beasts like the Kraken and the Megalodon threatening their vessels at sea. I also think that so far from the like preview images they've shown, like the art uh, looks awesome and, and totally in line with the game. It really but, does. Um, but I am still a little bit nervous. The one thing I will say, though, is that unlike some of their past titles, this one is not does not appear to be going to Kickstarter and will be launching in summer of 2023. And so that is, uh, I mean, great news. I, I love Kickstarter as much as the next person. And I also enjoy like kind of the exclusives you get. But it actually releasing into retail and not going through Kickstarter means that I won't have that urge to like plunk down a lot of money for something that I haven't and nobody's played yet. And so I'm crossing my fingers that this turns out well because I would love to be able to play this. 
And who knows, maybe we'll get lucky and, and when we go to Gen Con this summer, there'll be a playable demo of it. Um, what was that one game at PAX where we stopped by that booth? It was like from the creators, or I had like some of the folks involved with like Cyberpunk and other ones coming out. Uh, it had like a good fairy tale vibe. Oh, it had, no, not Cyberpunk, Arcane. Arcane, yes. Yes. That's what it was. Uh, if you give me two seconds, I can get you the exact name of it because I kickstarted it. Uh, yeah, you just have to scroll through old things you've backed. I understand. <laughs> Come on, man. It's called Kinfire Chronicles. Nightfalls. Night's Fall. When is the... When is that expected to come um, out? I think it's expected... Because that's one where you showed it to me and I was like... At the oh. end of the summer? Oh, yeah, August 2023. I can pre-order. Yeah, oh, I can still pre-order. Yeah, I don't think you'll get any of the Kickstarter exclusive stuff, but yes. There's an upgrade kit. All right, you can't you can't show prices on on board games on on this stream, man. Listen, you're, you're killing me here. You're giving things away. You're giving things away. All right, next bit of news. Next bit of news. Uh, <laughs> Call of Duty is getting a Ninja Turtles crossover, and so uh, Shredder will apparently come to Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two and Call of Duty Warzone Two as an operator on March twenty first, according to a teaser video tweeted by the official Call of Duty account on Wednesday. Details are scarce, but expect Shredder to show up in his claw-adorned armor, armed with a pair of wakasashis. I think that uh, I love skins. <laughs> I also love uh, like IP skins. I I don't know what it is about Warzone in particular, where I just don't like any of the skins they release in that game. Is it, it is well, that game really good? Is it good? Well, no, because, uh, because well. I don't feel I don't feel like I hear like War Warzone one, hype yeah. all around from beginning yeah. to end. Warzone two, I just don't feel like anyone's talking about it. Uh, no, I, I don't mean know so about uh, hype all around from beginning to end. People hated that game. Going yeah, on? I I know. Well, I think, hmm, I think a lot of the Warzone streamers from Warzone 1 are still Warzone streamers for Warzone 2 and their player base is still huge. I there are things about Warzone 2 that I like a lot. A lot of changes they made that uh, that are great quality of life changes and make the game more enjoyable and more fun. I do however think that that map that they have out right now has some issues where there's a lot of and this is true for most battle royales where you are kind of at the mercy of the circle and where it pulls. But this one feels especially punishing if you're not graced <laughs> by luck. And so there's a lot of areas where you're running around open areas. It also has an issue where, unlike some better Battle Royales, in my opinion, Call of Duty Warzone, even the first one, it, it has a meta. There's always a meta. And if you're not running the meta for the most part, you're just not competitive in it. And so is the game good? Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Um, is it the best Battle Royale out there right now? No. Not in my opinion. And That's so. like, honestly, if uh, like there's rumors and leaks of like a first person mm -hmm. um, mode coming to Fortnite, mm -hmm. and that's about to eat everybody's lunch. I I think I agree. Depending on how it controls and handles, obviously we still have to see it in first person. Yeah. Uh, I have to imagine that it will be first person no build mode, right? Um, yeah. I am, 
I mean, we don't oh have it. Oh my god! Can you imagine it in build mode? So, I have I'd throw up. Yeah. Wait, so, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I just, those are two different huge issues that I did not know about. You guys. All right. So wait a minute. First person. Did is that not making the same exact mistake that PUBG made that eventually led to its death? Is that they're fracturing their player base? Uh, I don't think. That Fortnite's too big. Right. That Fortnite has an issue with fracturing the fracturing their player base because they've already done that and introducing the no build mode, right? So they had the build mode. Yeah. They introduced no build mode. And what it actually did was bring in an influx of new players. People who were like, I can't snort Adderall all day, every day. And so I can't keep up with the build mode. And so now there's this no build. It's awesome. Feels a little bit more casual, but still competitive. And then you have your players that are just like, yeah, third person is just not for me, right? Mm-hmm. And so introducing this, they're not playing this game as is and so I, my i imagine that yeah they might they might see some people moving from third person over to first person and, and i mean fracture it if you want to call it that but there's already like no queue times in that game like zero right. none and so i do think it's an issue uh, i think it's a matter of like that game is just so big that they can afford to do something like this uh, could it end up biting them in the butt in the in the future? I mean, yeah, and then they just like it's cut it happen. out. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not saying it's going to happen this year or anything. I mean, for right, PUBG, right. it took, what, four years. But, yeah, I I, just... I I also think part of PUBG's issues was that, uh, in my opinion, that game wasn't exactly the most flawless running game. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so, problems. Yeah. yeah, and so when more games came out, more battle royales came out and just ran better and smoother. That's what made me leave PUBG. Even though I'd still argue that some of the shooting in PUBG is better than a lot of the shooting we've seen in in Activision's take on battle royales. But yeah, but I, like, I, well, why is uh, whatchamacallit, Fortnite like popular, right? Like, is it a great I, experience? I, well, yeah. I think, I, I think, I, to say yes. Oh, no, I think it no. is. And I also think that. Fortnite was significantly more casual and younger player friendly. Actually, younger and well, older. It was free. Let's be honest. It player was free. friendly. Yeah. Like, oh, that's so the other thing. Yes. Free games. yes. Like, you yeah. know, you're going to have a much I, wider audience. I also think that Fortnite does a great job of iterating on itself and make, keeping it fresh. And so and, I think that's. And, I think and that's they, what it was yeah. at, at the end of the day because PUBG came out and, like, I, well, Kev, I think you're the one that mentioned it. Like, they decided to listen to player feedback. They stopped development on any new stuff, and there was quiet for like a six month period. <laughs> Meanwhile, the only two companies to be putting <laughs> out changes weekly were one Epic with Fortnite, where like every week something new was being added. They, like the season pass model that we now have in mostly every game comes from Epic, comes from Fortnite. Um, like they're the trendsetters there, the weekly content. Like it took games a really long time to get there. Before it used to be wait a quarter. And you get your new content drop, and, and that's it. Like I remember Gears of War, Gears of War Two. It used to be like a title update you had to wait for before, like even like weapon balance changes came. In Fortnite, they were making those changes on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other the other company to do it was Riot with League of Legends. Every week, they were patching, they were updating. There's new content uh, being added, and so so it, it's just like. Fortnite hit that cadence really well. They had a team to do it. I know it's, I know it's probably crazy hard on that development cycle. Like, you, think about it. You can't, you can't have an off week. 
Yeah, uh, I hear you. I don't agree because, like, <laughs> these days PUBG does the same thing, right? But that's not doesn't have the same player base because it's not cool. But well, Fortnite, I, I will know... also, I will also say I went back and tried PUBG like six months ago, and still didn't think it ran all that great or felt that great to play. I think okay, that's well. that game's biggest issue. I guess I don't know. I've, I mean, me personally, even in 2018, 2017, I didn't have those problems. 2018, I didn't really play in 2017. 2018, I didn't have those problems with the game. But uh, it, as it became less cool, it became the player base dwindled. As yeah. as you know, as w- what happens with Warzone One and mm-hmm, Destiny mm-hmm. and like any game that's driven off of an ad, it's uh, advertising budget. Like as it becomes less cool, players leave. Whatever, whatever. The thing about Fortnite is I don't know how many people play the game. Uh, you say that they have fast queue times. Hey, I'm not going to argue with that. I I haven't played it in God knows how long. So I don't know what the queue times are like. But I'm just saying, fractured enough. I mean, the queue times with PUBG were pretty quick. So they started fracturing it like again and again. And it quickly became, uh, you guys are going to need to stitch these, <laughs> these different player bases back together <laughs> so we can actually yeah. play a game. According to this one that says it's pulling current player accounts, they have 3 million players online right now. Okay, but that's not like, you know, that's not I like mean, 3, 3 million act- people playing. That's not like. Their active players for 30 days, 236 million. Yeah, but that doesn't, I, that doesn't tell me anything. I need to know, to compare apples to apples, I need to know their peak, peak players over the last whatever. Hmm. Like, cause I I peak saw uh, I forget what day. other game it was. They said their peak players over um I'm not peak players, but the number of players who logged in over the last thirty days was like fifty million or something like that. Like so, uh, let's see. Last thirty days, it averages around fifteen point seven million. Peak. Peak player count in a I day. Yeah. See this. I'll look this up. All right. Next bit of news. <laughs> GameStop employees freak out as all Resident Evil 4 Collector's Edition store pre-orders get canceled. Oh, this was updated. Yeah, it was updated to say that at first it looked like your online orders were safe and it was just in-store orders. But now the update is that no, also the online orders are getting canceled. They were the exclusive seller for this. Also, not for nothing, but their like exclusive collector editions that they've been re- releasing have been absolute trash. Oh, God. Um, it's a two hundred fifty dollars collector's edition, so that's just GameStop sitting on. Yeah. So there's there's no news as to why GameStop has canceled the pre-orders, whether it's because of insufficient stock or a software issue on the back end. Um, but yeah, and of course, at the end of the day, I mean, GameStop employees are the ones that have to deal with people getting upset and asking why something that two hundred fifty dollars that they had you know pre-ordered is now being canceled. Yo, I walked into a GameStop two weeks ago, and the only thing they seem to be selling are Pokemon cards. Oh, it's funny. Mine is like half the store is, yeah, Pokemon cards, different collectibles, and like pins and stuff like that. Yeah. And and clothing and socks. There's a lot of socks for sale yeah. at GameStop. It, it, it's, uh, it's getting really sad. Because they need you to go in to get the game and then spend just as much money on other stuff. Yeah, like they cannot yep. sustain the the model of just selling games. I cannot. I remember mean, the last for time the I got for the physical copy of any game. 
for the longest time they weren't even most of their money wasn't coming from the selling of new titles anyway they were just acting as a pawn shop um and their used titles and used consoles what was driving all of their business uh i know when i worked there that's the thing that besides uh pro memberships and subscriptions to game informer this is when they were separate right now it's all together when they were separate we had to push those the most after that we were pushing use trade-ins and use sales more than we were asked to push new new releases and right. it's because that's where all their money was in and the credit card uh well I, this was they didn't have the credit card back when i was right, right, right i i always feel like when a business announces a credit card their years are numbered like amc yeah. just announced one and i was like amc what are you doing man <laughs> why are you not who wants amc credit card <laughs> Right. All right. Can't, can't afford that movie, man. It's expensive these days. You know, get the popcorn and everything. Yo, it, like it is $50. pricey. It's fifty dollars for two people. Like mm -hmm. I know I have a list, but still fifty dollars for two yeah. people. Next bit of news: Escape from Tarkov devs drag thousands of band cheaters in public. Okay. Um, okay. I have to take this story um, now. Mm -hmm. This well, is because your name is story. here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check this spreadsheet right now. <laughs> And yeah, go ahead and check the 4,000. If my <laughs> name is on there, their band thing sucks because I haven't even been playing. But <laughs> um, so what happened is uh, there have been a lot of complaints in the PUBG. Uh, PUBG, God, get that out of my, my head. In the Tarkov community over the past, you know, last longest about, um, you know, cheaters. They're just been they've been running rampant ever since the uh, last wipe, which was around Christmas time things have gotten bad they introduce a new boss the new boss has these night vision goggles these night vision goggles are very expensive if you can farm the boss and keep getting those uh i'm sorry not the goggles he has the night vision scope on his gun if you can farm that you're getting a lot of money very fast so a lot of hackers just literally flew and i'm not joking they literally flew across the bridge you could look up and see him running over to the dude in god mode shoot him get his gear extract it was crazy uh so there was a hacker explosion all uh all wipe long people have been complaining about hackers and uh different problems different issues finally nikita and the powers that be at bsg uh they said hey we gotta do something uh they banned a bunch of people and they put it in public now they used to do this on the regular they used to just let you know who got banned and it was supposed to be a deterrent at some point they just stopped now the real story is that after this there was mass like everyone was pissed at bsg because this did not fix any of the real issues that were going on um when you want to when you want to hack in bsg there's just a ton of ways to get in they use battle eye but, you know, obviously that's not enough. So they did a Q&A. They did uh, Nikita, the, you know, the head honcho over at BSG. He did a Q&A on Reddit. And he answered, had to be hundreds of questions. And one guy said, he said, uh, dude, there's many ways to, um, to stop hacking. And Nikita said, you know, there's not a lot of ways to stop these hackers that isn't you know, going to take a lot of effort from our devs and going through all the net code and stuff like that. And the dude responded and he said, here are some ways that will require very little effort from the dev team 
and, uh, you know, can be implemented immediately. He gave five concrete suggestions that really sounded like he had a degree in some stuff. And he laid them out very, uh, you know, very succinctly and everything. And then and the you're an engineer, so, you know, he's not like bullshitting. Yeah, from what I could understand of it, because I'm not yeah. like on, on the database side or I don't do yeah. uh, that kind of thing. But from what I can understand of it, oh, yeah, this dude knew exactly what he was talking about. And uh, so Nikita took those suggestions. He took them back to the team and we might get some actual anti-cheat in a PvP game in 2023. That's the I'll big believe. news. I'll, I'll believe it when I see don't it. Believe, don't believe the lies. Yeah. But the fact the, the, that there's suggestions that actually exist, because every game acts like there's nothing you could do. There's nothing. You get bad lie, you hope for the best. Unless you hit something on a kernel I, level. I, I mean, I'll right. say this, working, working he, at he a... He suggested uh, some kernel level stuff, too. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this, just working working on like a streaming app you know sometimes the smallest thing you're just like well just just push the button it'll, it'll take care of it right it's like no no it's like to translate this into italian and german is a whole lot more work than anyone really really understands and so i i, yeah. I get it to a certain degree but yeah i i think i think priority sometimes needs to go to what just getting the foundation nice and stable instead of what would get you profits. It's like a balancing act, but yeah, the so, backlog is a backlog for a reason. Yeah. No, some of the stuff was, uh, I didn't realize some, a lot of our hardware and our computers has been getting upgraded with, uh, anti, um, not sniffer. What am I trying to say? Spoofer like, uh, chips so that you can actually identify some hardware and get around a lot of these, um, spoofing apps that like hackers use so he was like yeah man you can just identify the hardware if, if anyone who's on windows 11 you can absolutely identify their stuff anyone with an yeah. amd a motherboard in the last five years you can identify their stuff no question and he was like we can we can just ban these guys hardware immediately keep it moving i was like okay mom i need a new computer what's wrong with everything <laughs> 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 All right, moving on. Uh, I'm listen. I'm just going to go through this as quickly as possible because a lot of this is just rehashed stuff we already know. But here's what's happening with Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. The things that are important to note: uh, on March 2nd, Reuters reported that Microsoft's willingness to offer licensing deals to its rivals was likely to address the European Commission's concerns, and so it's looking likely like they will approve the deal. The other thing that happened is uh, late last month, they signed a deal with NVIDIA to get Xbox PC games, including Activision Blizzard titles, on uh, GeForce Now Cloud Gaming Service, which is a direct rival to its own Xbox Cloud Gaming. The other thing that happened, uh, I don't know if it was earlier today or yesterday, but Sony started trying to make the claim that hypothetically speaking this is where we're at right now oh it's I, just I, could, like, I could read i could read this one if you oh want do you have it yeah okay yeah, yeah, yeah um so uh tom warren tweeted sony suggests to let me pull this over uh right here uh sony suggests to the cma that microsoft could uh release a buggy version of call of duty on playstation which could make uh gamers lose confidence in playstation as a go-to venue to play call of duty um which is which is really something 
But coming off of this, uh, which you kind of broke earlier today, where is that? Uh, where? Uh, let me find this. Right here. Uh, so Lulu Chang, uh, who is the EVP of Corporate Affairs and CEO at Activision Blizzard, uh, she tweeted out essentially saying, Microsoft offered Sony the dominant console leader for well over a decade with 80% migrant share a 10-year agreement on far better terms than Sony would ever get from us. We also offered Sony a guaranteed long-term access to Call of Duty, but they keep refusing. Why? Uh, and then she followed it up. The CEO of SIE answered that question in Brussels. In his own words, I don't want a new Call of Duty deal. I just want to block your merger. <laughs> and so, I, I mean, at this point, that's what it is. Uh, and then Tom Warren questioned her like when did Jim say that and she said February 21st so I imagine there's some court documents that are mm -hmm. coming out in regards to that but it's such a it's such a terrible claim where you have Microsoft already with Minecraft a IP they own that they put out there's no issues there they could keep Minecraft for themselves they have it it's just I I, I don't understand like I, I get Sony doesn't want to lose Activision in all yeah. this but you're not I mean, losing out at the end of the day yeah it's at a point where now it's gone from like being semi-legitimate concerns to just them grasping at straws. Yep. Uh, which also makes me think that, it, especially with the EU commission coming around, it, uh, uh, this is looking more and more like, and everybody, I mean, most legal experts thought that this was going to go through in the end, no matter what, um, whether some concessions had to be made by Microsoft or not. Um, it's looking more and more likely like this is going to end up going through. Yeah, I was hoping it'd be done before Diablo 4. Oh, so I was so. I, man. I know. But Were we anyway. hoping to be the outcome? Once it do, once they do get acquired, like what's really like? Oh, game those pass. those <laughs> Game Pass, those games coming to Game Pass. I mean, that's yeah, all yeah, I right, care about. Whatever, yeah, right. yeah. Moving on. <laughs> yep. All right, Redfall will get full crossplay on Xbox, Steam, and Epic Game Stores. Uh, they came out and said that you can join your friends wherever they are through a Discord Q and A. Redfall developer said you can definitely play with your friends on you play with your friends on Steam or on Game Pass. And then Monday's statement says. You can join your friends wherever they are. Uh, Redfall is being released on May 2nd. I am excited for Redfall. It having crossplay is uh, awesome. Not surprising, considering that from the very beginning, Microsoft has been pretty good about uh, supporting crossplay wherever they release the titles. And so, moving on. Uh, coming to Game Pass. Oh, man. I love. This is <sighs> a good month. Such a good month. Available as of now, is Guilty Gear Strive, which is uh, an absolutely awesome game that I have owned since launch. Haven't played enough because all my friends, for the most part, who would play this are on Xbox. So now I get to pick it up and play it again. Not to mention that on PlayStation, I don't have a fight stick. On Xbox, I do. So I am super excited to give this uh, some more time. Coming soon, Dead Space 2 is coming to the cloud through EA Play. Dead Space 3 is coming to the cloud through EA Play. Valheim is coming to game preview on Xbox uh, series consoles on March 14th. Sid Meier's Civilization 6 is coming to cloud console and PC on March 16th. And then Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom, the Prince's Edition, is coming to console and PC on March 21st. Yo, Nino Kuni starts off with a president of, I think, Japan just murking a rat with a gun. It is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, like a, like a regular I, size rat or like a human size no, rat? No, because he gets teleported into um, the Nino Kuni world. 
uh, where like rats are like sentient creatures, and he just like murks one with, with a gun. Yeah, if rats so he, are sentient creatures, I'm using the gun on myself. Yeah, <laughs> facts. All right, uh, Xbox gives and Xbox take it away, leaving Game Pass on March 15th is F1 2020, Goat Simulator, Kentucky Road Zero, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Please, please, please play that game before it got leaves. a week. More than enough time. Please uh, play that game before it leaves. Get it out oh, of it. That game is so, so good, man. So good. Uh, oh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought that was the other one. Oh, no, you thought it was My Avengers. Man. Yeah, Avengers can go. No, Guardians of the Galaxy. That game is yes. amazing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Paradise Killer, Undertale, Young Souls, Zero Escape, the Nonary games. I love the Zero Escape games. I would also recommend those if you like visual novels. Uh, and that wraps up this Game Pass update. The Halo Infinite Season 3 did drop, and I really want to check that out because it seems like they did some fun updates. Well, you let me know how it is because I am already trying to catch up on games. Uh, luckily, I get that on Steam, right? Yeah, yeah the multiplayer is on Steam. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Steam Deck it, yeah. Luckily, one thing that I'll have some time to work on my backlog for is Starfield because that's been delayed to September, and there's a Starfield Direct coming in June. You mean Phil Spencer lied to me when he said this game would be out within 12 months? Yeah, it appears so. Uh, the date was pushed back to September 6th. We have poured ourselves into this game, and even I'm surprised how much we can pour, says game director Todd Howard in the launch date announcement video. It is large. So there's going to be a Starfield Direct Showcase revealing more information about the game on June 11th. He says that there is so much we still have to show you. This game has many of the hallmarks that you'd expect from us, but it's also a very unique experience. We know you've waited a long time to play something new from us. Believe it or not, we're kind of the same. We miss it. We can't wait for you all to play it. So two things uh, off of this trailer. One, really digging the interstellar vibes uh, mm-hmm. from the trailer. And two, uh, I think it's a really, really smart move from them to show like when uh, Todd Howard is speaking, uh, someone playing the game in the background <laughs> because it, the game actually does look smooth it looks great um and that it is in a form that yeah. it, you know it, it's like it's coming together so if they honestly if they need to delay this anymore to make sure the polish is right it's not a buggy mess like the oh like oblivion or skyrim or uh whatever else they have done um t- take the time i, I, I rather just, just i love how you just said it looks great from across the room <laughs> No, it it does. I mean, it's like a massive I mean, screen, and it's and it's running as long yeah, as it's, it's running, running smooth. Like that, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, moving on. PlayStation Plus free games for March. So, if you are a PlayStation Plus Essentials member, which is the base level of PlayStation Plus, you now have access to Battlefield twenty forty two, Code Vein, and Minecraft Dungeons. I had some fun with Minecraft Dungeons. Um, I know some people who like Code Vein. Uh, I could pass on Battlefield 2042. Any any opinions on those other games, guys? Pass on mm-hmm. all three. Uh, I mean, my, I Minecraft Legends. Uh, it's anime Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that would be the one I would play of the three. <laughs> all right. Stick with PlayStation. PS5 system software update rolls out globally today. I think the big things to mention are that there's VRR support for 1440p. And Discord voice chat is now on PlayStation 5. I believe it works the same way as uh, the Discord voice chat 
on the Xbox. So I was about this before. I think it's kind of funny considering how much of an investment Sony made into Discord itself that this came later, but better late than never. I think that feature is awesome. And, and at least on the Xbox, it works really, really well. So wait, also, can you join the specific voice channel in a server, though? Yes. Yeah. Okay, 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 that's good. Um, and then, yeah, the 1440, the variable refresh rate support for 1440p, for those of you who play your PlayStation 5s on a monitor, uh, is also another great feature. Um, yeah. I think it's a solid update. I mean, yeah. I, I tend to get excited about updates like this. And so for me, this is, you know, more news than it might be for other people. Yeah. Uh, can't can't wait the, to turn it, uh, update it when I turn my PS5 on for <laughs> whatever their next game is. Spider-Man yeah. 2. Yeah, yeah it's right. great for PlayStation players. It just kind of feels like, uh, you know, when I hear Destiny updates, and I'm like, didn't Warframe already have this? It's kind of what I feel <laughs> right. like right here. It's like, oh, yeah. it's great for PlayStation. I've had this for seven years. Yep. Welcome to the yep, club. Yep. <laughs> No, it's been a lot of that. But you know what? I, I Like you said, it's great for PlayStation players. As somebody who does have a PlayStation 5, even if it's not my daily driver, uh, seeing these features come, it's, it's still I'm still happy about it. It's, it's like when us iPhone users go, hey, we can do custom app icons. <laughs> and right. been, Where have you been for the last 20 years? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Closed system. Uh, all right. Moving on. Mario Kart 8's new Birdo and Yoshi's Island DLC arrive next week. Uh, Booster Course Passway 4 pulls in on Mario Day Eve. So this is releasing on March 9th, right? Yes. Yeah, tomorrow. I I am shocked that there's four days out already because I haven't touched them yet. I haven't touched I any it. of them. Yeah, we should do... We should do really like still a... make content for this game. It's funny. I, yeah. I went I to a bachelor game. party a few weeks ago, uh, and this is one of the games we played. I mean, we played like a lot of Smash, and we played a lot of Mario Kart uh, 8 Deluxe. And I mean, the game is still super, super solid and a ton of fun. Oh um, yeah, definitely, definitely. I if if, but here's the thing: is it was super solid and a ton of fun because we were in the same room, and so we could <laughs> actually talk to each other. Imagine if Nintendo had a viable online system. Oh, they they do. It's called your cell phone. Oh my god! It just I mean, I tried to play Mario Kart Eight online with my niece, and it just kind of sucks. Like, yep. Yep. It's not, not very fun. Uh, all right, last bit of news for this week's episode. Metroid Fusion will be the next GBA game on Switch Online. Uh, Nintendo has announced that the next title to be added to the Game Boy Advance library on the Nintendo Switch Online service will be Metroid Fusion. This will be added, same as the Mario Kart DLC, tomorrow, March 9th. And that makes the entire mainline 2D Metroid series available on Nintendo Switch with Metroid, Metroid 2, Return of Samus, Super Metroid, and then Metroid Fusion, all included in a Nintendo Switch online subscription in their original, original versions, in addition to the actually very, very good 2021 Switch exclusive Metroid Bread. Uh, Did you say 2021? Yeah, that was two years ago, Paul. Wow. The time has really. I thought that was last year. No, that was two years ago. Um, I'm sorry, I'm reading the last paragraph from the last line. Says they're gonna get Pokemon the trading card game in there. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay. Okay. I see. Okay. That still, game was great. S- still not enough. It's funny. My brother was telling me that, uh, you know, with the rumors of them adding like the Pokemon uh, original Pokemon games and stuff like that for Game Boy uh, to this service, he's like upgraded his subscription to include the expansion pack. 
I'm uh, I'm most cl- I was close on it, and then I was like, right. wait, I have a Steam Deck. But from what I've heard, <laughs> yeah, I could just illegally yeah. run all the ROMs no no no. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna legally oh, right. oh yes legally right, transfer right, right, right. it over from yeah, your oh. original cartridges. I apologize. Yes, yes. yes. I, I had my hate. Pokemon Blue ca- cartridge still. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> and what I was gonna say was, um, so it turns out the whatever emulator they're using for this. Uh, people have been able with like hacked switches have been able to go in and just dump the ROMs uh, on, and like the wire, like the link cable stuff just works wirelessly uh, yeah. like, up the gate, which yeah. is like really cool. So uh, I don't, I really don't want to play for this expansion pass. Like I, I mean, I don't have time for all this, but like as my son gets older, if there's like a Switch Two or whatever it is, it'd be really cool for him to experience a lot of this stuff if all this carries over. Uh, to whatever Nintendo does next. All right. Well, that wraps up this week's podcast. Um, Malal, why don't you let people know where they can follow you, where they can follow the site? Hey, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Bilal underscore Mian. Uh, I'm, you can also follow me over on um, or the website, really, uh, over on Twitch at uh, just uh, twitch.tv slash the work print. Uh, we podcast. Uh, here Wednesday nights uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern. And so if you don't want to listen to the audio version, you could always catch us there live on Wednesday nights. And uh, I th- believe the um, it, the stream is usually up for about a week or two after. Uh, and you can also follow the work print and all the writing that goes up on the site at theworkprint.com. Uh, we have reviews of The Mandalorian uh, Quantum Leap, uh, Magnum PI, The Winchesters, uh, and The Last of Us finale coming up this weekend. Uh, have you guys been watching, by the way? It's I have. Very good. Been very it's good. Been a good time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I liked the Left Behind episode as much, but um, the rest was very good. I think one uh, day, like four years from now, I'm just gonna binge it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you yeah, know. Uh, yeah, uh, and then I think once I'm back from Dallas, I should have, uh, fingers crossed, 12 boxes of One Piece, <laughs> uh, OPO2, Paramount War boxes to open. So uh, I will need some company as I sit here and go through all that to get ready for regionals the following weekend. Oh my god, I am already stressed since I lose about two weeks of playtesting. Um, yeah, I'm stressed too because be because the cards, some of the cards I want, we're not gonna have, we're not gonna be able to get in time. There's no way I'm getting a playset of some of those PU cards before the first uh, webcam regional at uh, the end of this month. TCGs, man, it's a riot. Yeah. And all of why that. can't? All right, why Shock. can't they just print more cards? Like they print more money. Yeah, Shock. What about you? Where can people follow you? That would be a good idea, by the way. Printing more money. Uh, you can find me at Shock2K5 on all socials. Um, you can find me tweeting up a storm about some wild stuff on Twitter, or you can find me making uh, my hero content at my hero meta on YouTube. And yeah, uh, it's a grind. We're making a lot of content coming up. So yeah. As for me, you can follow me at sunny vice 20 S U N N Y V I C E two zero across pretty much every social media platform, except for TikTok, where you can find me at Tito's tabletop T I T O S tabletop. Um, yeah, I am still trying to find some downtime. This house has been a little bit crazy, but I have some more content that I want to 
put out and we'll talk about that in the future B and shock we'll figure out what we're going to do next week in lieu of this podcast um whether it be another podcast or if we just hang out and and, and talk my hero or something like that for an hour and a half um stream warframe okay <laughs> Or or that, I guess. He can stream Warframe and I'll just sit there and, and talk about how much it looks like Destiny. Uh as always, as always, anybody who joined us live, anybody who listens to after the fact, thank you guys so so much. I always say that this podcast and the show and this channel is way more fun when you guys are involved. So thank you for hanging out with us and, and giving us your time. Um yeah, and until next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>